baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5, WRCH, 96.5 TIC. We're going to be talking about homelessness this morning, and our guest is New Britain's Mayor, Mayor Aaron Stewart. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Morgan. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. You know, I saw the news, and I was... Taken aback by the headline, you guys have been doing some great work in New Britain, a decrease of 48% in the city's homelessness going back to 2016, all of these years since then. Could you talk a little bit about that? Wow. You know, when we have, I know we'll talk into the structure of our homeless plan in a moment, but, you know, when we were looking at the numbers, so every year we do what's called a point-in-time count, and it's sponsored by the Connecticut Coalition and Homelessness. And, you know, to see the drastic decrease in the amount of unsheltered homeless individuals that we have had was, it was really eye-opening. Um, because, you know, during COVID, it was a, a very interesting time um, as shelter numbers, you know, were uh, were decreased all across the board. It was very hard to find where homeless individuals were staying because they were staying with friends or finding beds in other places. So, this year, we were looking at this as the opportunity for us to get a really true picture of our homeless numbers and to see that amount of decrease. Just It really has gone to show that the programs that we have put in place are working, and, and they're really working wonders for this population. How did you guys go about collecting these numbers and looking at the data? So there is a structure um, that's put in place and utilize volunteers through our different provider organizations, um, people who go through a quick training um, and they go through uh, in, and in the evening to identify and find people in target areas where we know there are homeless um, kind of encampments, places where we know homeless individuals hang out. Um, and we kind of go through a lot of, of case managers, um, people who are familiar with the homeless population to, to conduct this count to make sure that we get an an accurate snapshot in time. The issue does vary from city to city, town to town, but thinking about New Britain, where does the homeless issue lie? You mentioned target areas. Where does that particularly happen? So it's interesting because I think you'll find this in in a lot of towns across the state. You know, it's very rare to find a town, um, you know, we have different areas, right? So let's when you drive to a town center, right, if you're in a a city, you know that you'll see uh, inevitably homeless individuals hanging out in a town center, but you also have areas behind certain buildings or behind shelters. What most recently what's popped up is um, little camp areas that are off of exit ramps for highways, um, railroad tracks, places like this where they're kind of off the beaten path. Um, You can't see them from the street, um, but you kind of have to walk a little bit of a ways to find it. Uh, But we, we really have We've done a good job at identifying the areas and trying to bring resources to to the people that are there. So if you see somebody that appears homeless and that they're in need of help, what are some of the resources that you offer them? So 
couple, I say a couple of years ago, it feels like it was only a couple of years ago. <laughs> this was probably about five years ago at this point. The state of Connecticut, through the Department of Housing, <clears throat> um, implemented what's called the um, Coordinated Access Network System. So what this did was it divvied the state up into regions. And New Britain is part of what's called the Central Connecticut Coordinated Access Network. And what this did was it attempted to streamline the process of housing placement for homeless individuals. So if you see someone that you know um, is looking for help, or if you know that someone is in need of housing, the best advice I can give to anyone wondering is to call 211. Because the 211 system is trained to immediately connect those looking for homeless and housing resources with what's called a care navigator. And that navigator is going to be able to set somebody up with an appointment to meet with someone to talk about housing. Now, it's not a perfect system, not by any means, um, but it is a system that has worked, and it's worked well when you have other community supports in place, especially in your coordinated access network. And that's what New Britain, I feel, has done an incredible job at, where we really know the people that we're dealing with. Um, this group, uh, through the they call it the CAN, so the Central Connecticut CAN, meets on a biweekly basis to talk about individual cases, actual individual people. We're talking about um, individual people and how we can help them, how we can help get them housed. And I think that's where the difference really is made. When we think about New Britain, there are some programs, the Building Hope Together, New yeah. Britain Recovers programs. How did these come about? How are they born? This is my baby, and this is what I tell people all the time. Um, when I first became mayor, <clears throat> there was a lot of federal initiatives around homelessness, and uh, it was early 2007 where the city had adopted this. It was called the Mayor's 10-Year Plan to End Homelessness. Now, I was certainly was not mayor at the time, um, but it was supposed to be a 10-year plan guided by federal resources that was aimed at giving um, communities the tools to reduce homelessness in their communities. Well, <clears throat> fast forward, um, you know, 10 years, the city had not kept up with its initial plan, and it was a really good structure. You had not only care providers, shelters, um, mental health organizations, but there was also landlords and employers that were at the table that once upon a time were part of this initial consortium. I brought all of those people back to the table and talked about how do we revamp our homeless initiative and our homeless plan, and that's when we renamed it Building Hope Together. So this was back in 20, gosh, 2014. And so we started to see and we started to chip away at what unfortunately had been let go by, by the wayside. So then it came, you know, we had a lot of different social service initiatives and I guess human resource initiatives that were happening. It wasn't just building hope together, but we had started creating um, the mayor's opioid task force to tackle the opioid crisis too. And then we had started the local prevention council, which uh, is a group of aims at preventing um, uh, drug and addictive addiction for our youth. Um, and so you have three different initiatives that all interrelate in some way, shape, or form, right? If somebody is experiencing homelessness, they nine out of ten times have some type of substance abuse program. Now, all, that tied everything together, which meant and was an opportunity for us to get maximum use and use maximum resources from all of our partner agencies, bringing everyone together and calling our new initiative, New Britain Recovers. So we have subcommittees that address these three very distinct issues underneath the New Britain Recovers umbrella, which really is a holistic approach and looking at a 
a consortium of care for those that are in need in our community. I could talk about this for hours. I'm really proud of the work that it's been able to accomplish. And anybody just joining us now on Face Connecticut this morning on WTIC Light 100.5 and 96.5 TIC, we are chatting with New Britain's mayor, Mayor Aaron Stewart, talking about a decrease of homelessness measured to 48% dropped since 2016. Mayor, you've been doing this now for a number of years, and these programs have been in motion. So I'm just curious, what is the leading issue or what are some of the leading issues um, when it comes to homelessness in New Britain? And and by that, I mean, what is causing homelessness? What What's the root cause? Sure. <clears throat> I feel like if <laughs> it, it varies across the individuals that you're dealing with, right? But if you have to, to talk about the biggest problem that we see constantly um, that aids in uh, people kind of getting into um, this, getting getting on the street, right, is an addiction problem, whether it's opioids. Um, more than likely, it's going to be alcohol-related. Um, I think majority of the clients that we serve uh, all have an alcohol addiction, um, and so I think that's that really is where the, the crux of it comes into play which is also why our local drug prevention programs are incredibly important because even though we're trying to help the people who need help right now, we also have to think about prevention um, and preventing those in our community from from getting into this type of behavior too. So my understanding, uh, just to kind of tie this all together, is if they are experiencing a drug issue or if that is what has contributed to their homelessness in one particular case, Mm. New Britain gets them the help that they need so they can reintegrate into society. That's right? You got it. And we have trained uh, support staff to be able to do this. And we do this through numerous avenues, right? Not only do we have the Friendship Service Center, the Salvation Army, but we also have partnerships with our local mental health providers, like community mental health affiliates, like Wheeler Clinic. The Hospital of Central Connecticut with Hartford Healthcare is one of our key partners here in this endeavor. Um, as But the important thing is that we are all working together on the same system, communicating constantly so that um, we can, can achieve those care results for the individuals that we serve. Now, this is also, though, the the patient um, has to want the service and want the care, too, and that is always a constant battle, um, which is where our uh, recovery navigators really come into play. So, I mean, I, I kind of compare it to, you know, you see the, the TV shows, with the people that are out walking the streets, you know, kind of grabbing people, talking to them about sobriety, and and we have those in New Britain. Um, We have a team of individuals that we pay for through the New Britain Recovers uh, initiative uh, that are their their purpose is to go out there, develop relationships with the people who we know are living on the street and try to get them into treatment and try to get them into housing. So they don't always necessarily say, yes, please help me right away. It, It sometimes takes, I don't know if if encouragement is the word, but just getting to know them and and get them convinced? It does. It does. It's not not an easy process. It's something that we have to constantly, constantly work at. And, you know, we're really lucky that we have the resources to be able to dedicate towards doing it. But it is important work in our community. Um, And it's cleaning up our streets as well. Um, And it's really making an impact for the businesses in our downtown area, too. How do you go about getting homeless people back into society job-wise? So we are lucky that we have partnerships with a lot of our local employers who are willing to, let's face it, take a risk on hiring somebody who is experiencing homelessness and may have some substance abuse issues um, in their past. And as long as we can 
<clears throat> keep them in our program uh, with good case management and casework staff assigned to them. Um, we have employers that are willing to partner with us to take that chance. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> but we do have a lot more success stories than we have failures. And so I think that's, that's the good thing. But this is about local connections with your community businesses, too, um, and having them a part of the New Britain Recovers Executive Committee is exactly where we're able to make those connections. And a lot of that comes from me. Um, I have to, I'm making the ask of local employers to take the chance, uh, and they're willing to do it. And that's really, it's comforting, um, and it's a really nice thing. It's, it's a great thing to have. Well, now I'm curious, how do you go about doing that? Do you walk into the businesses? Do you know the owners? Do you ask them? How does that work out? Yeah, so a lot of it is in partnership with the Chamber of Commerce. And obviously, I have relationships with these owners of businesses throughout the years. Um, and it's a question, it's just a matter of asking, you know, for example, you know, I have uh, Don DeVivo. He is the owner of DATCO, the bus driving uh, company. And so he is a part of our New Britain Recovers Executive Committee. And, you know, he has a passion and a care for wanting to help those in our community that that need it. Uh, and we have good success with, you know, trying to, to integrate people who are coming out of homelessness because um, some people really do want to work. Every case is different. Every person's journey is different. And it's about finding that um, for the individuals that we're trying to help. Um, and that's why it really takes the, the large group of providers and, and employers um, that we have to try to figure out those best needs for each individual. Have you heard from any of the homeless people who are now no longer homeless? Maybe they have jobs, they're living in their own housing, they've gotten over their recovery. But have you heard from any of them personally? Have you heard from any of their stories? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? They still come to my office to stop by and say hello. Yeah? <laughs> Um, and these are people whom I have had the pleasure of, of meeting. Um, you know, you have to – I am – I am pretty known for getting my <laughs> getting my hands dirty, rolling up my sleeves, and getting getting down into it with everyone else. And I've been out there plenty of times um, with our recovery care navigators to meet the people, uh, meet homeless individuals, meet those that are in need of assistance, and just let them know that the community is here to help them, but they have to want to help themselves too. And you'd be surprised at the amount of people that come back and say, Mayor Aaron, you know, I'm doing so good now. They want to come back and share their stories with me. They want to tell me about the jobs that they have, you know. Mr. Glasper is probably one of my favorite stories. Um, well, tell me about him. He was probably one of the most arrested people in Central Park for any and everything under the sun. And um, he's been doing incredibly well for the last, oh, my God, five years now. And he'll come back every once in a while to pop his head in City Hall. He doesn't live in New Britain anymore. Um, he has a, a great a great apartment in a neighboring town and a job and he's doing so great and he always comes back just to pop his head in and he always has his orange soda with him and he comes in just to say hey just want you to know thank you <laughs> and for me that feels you know and it, it just feels so great to know that I was able to put a program together that really is making an impact on people like that um, and that they have better lives now because of it they couldn't see it at the time um, but they certainly see it when they get on the other side of it and it just it makes you feel good. We've talked about city involvement. We've talked about businesses helping out with the homeless issue. But there's another group that I'd like to touch on a little bit, volunteers. And I was interested to read that Central Connecticut State University has a system in place, and they have student volunteers that go out and help the New Britain community. And uh, among the issues that they tackle, homelessness. 
In fact, they have a program. It will be going on on April 30th of this month, 2022. It's called Hoops for Homeless. It generated over $46,000 in recent years collectively to partnering organizations to fight homelessness. Could you talk a little bit about how Central's getting involved? CCSU has been a great partner with the city in combating homelessness in town. And yes, the Hoops for the Homeless is back after a couple-year hiatus. Uh, because of uh, the coronavirus, we're so happy to have those partnerships back this year. Um, and Central really, you know, it kind of started with their, their basketball team <laughs> and wanting to do something to give back to the community. The profit uh, that is made off of this uh, one-day tournament all goes towards area agencies that provide support for our homeless initiatives. So the Friendship Service Center, the Salvation Army, Community Mental Health Affiliates, and New Britain Recovers, they're all beneficiaries of the money that is raised at this event, and it goes directly into to helping support the efforts um, of in the shelter operations. So uh, CCSU has been uh, a great partner, and that and that's just one one piece of the amount of volunteers that we have that are helping you know do events and fundraisers towards combating homelessness and um, drug addiction in our community. There's um, many many other other examples of smaller nonprofits having these fundraisers, doing these events, but Hoops for the Homeless is definitely, uh, it's the star of the show. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) We've been talking a lot this morning on Face Connecticut about dealing with people who are already homeless, but there's another factor to this, at risk, people who aren't necessarily homeless yet, but they're moving in that direction. How does the city identify them? So this isn't um, right. This is a more difficult category to try to to find, right? Because usually you don't know about people, um, or you can't help them until they fall into homelessness. So through the city's community services office, this is where our New Britain Recovers initiative kind of of lives. And we have staff um, and support staff that specifically works out of our community services office that um, are helping target and identify people who we would put in this at-risk category. These are individuals who call, who may be saying, you know, I, I... lost my job or I, I don't have enough money to pay my rent this month. Um, I'm struggling. You know, my, my landlord raised rent on me and I can't afford it. I'm worried that I'm going to lose my house. And our staff is trained to not only meet with people to do a needs assessment, um, to try to mitigate um, any type of, of risk of becoming homelessness. Now, we very rarely will pay for someone's rent, um, but we have a lot of different tools in our toolbox that we can utilize um, to help people, um, to help prevent them from losing their home. Um, And we've been incredibly successful. We hired specifically before, uh, while we were kind of coming, I don't want to say coming out of COVID, but towards the end uh, of the year 2020, we hired a specific individual in the community services office who was dedicated towards housing matters. And she's our, our housing advocate. So we have a specific employee that, that is deals and navigates and can actually negotiate um, between landlords and tenants to help keep them in their home. And it's been really successful in preventing homelessness. So they actually do reach out to yeah. your office or city hall and, and they're willing to start that process to find help. Yes, yes. We have seen this um, hundreds of times over the last two years, unfortunately. Um, but fortunately, we do have a resource that we are able to provide. And while, you know, again, every instance is different, I'm not saying that we can can help everybody um, who, who calls. Some people have some extenuating circumstances that are beyond what, what we could help with. Um, but for the most part, we are able to assist at least in the beginning stages. <clears throat> 
Mayor Stewart, you mentioned COVID-19 a few minutes ago and a few times in the whole interview, actually, on Face Connecticut. But what are some of the challenges that that caused the fight against homelessness in your city? It was really difficult because I, I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, it made it more difficult for us to find and track um, and, and keep track of those who are experiencing homelessness in our community. Everybody, including all of us who aren't homeless, were in hiding. Um, and so when you don't have staff and you don't have the resources, we kind of had to start from scratch. And, you know, it, but it allowed the organization a lot of time, a lot of desk time for a lot of planning to try to figure out how when we all started to get back to quote unquote normal, uh, how we could really hit the ground running. And this was when um, the grants were written for the recovery care navigators, um, where the applications were sent in to kind of tie in the COVID side of um, dealing with homelessness, too, because a lot of it had to, to deal with getting the shelters opened back up. You know, it was really difficult because we were told that shelters could only use half capacity because beds had to be separated, and you, you lost a lot of the beds that you had before. Our group came together and really had to, um, unfortunately, lobby the state to say you need to get rid of this this mandate right now because we don't have anywhere to send people. And if you can't allow us to have more beds, we can't help people. So thankfully, um, they had eased up on, on that requirement. And so we were able to really come out of COVID kind of swinging for the fences and, and really helping people a, a lot more than, than we had could have before. Did you find any kind of increase in the number of homeless people? Was it static, no change? It was pretty static at that time from where we were a year prior. Um, but we knew um, that we we weren't sure where the other people had gone, let's put it that way. Um, and only now, within the last year, we're still finding, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly finding the people that we know we had dealt with pre-COVID uh, again. And some of them are in much better situations, thankfully, than they were, were before. Um, but we really had to kind of, kind of start over, right? Um, but it's, it's all for the good because we were able to, again, reinvent ourselves and really um, come out better and come out on top. If you had to picture New Britain five years from now and thinking about the challenges the homeless population in New Britain faces today and perhaps trying to think ahead for the future, what are some of the things that you would like to see happen and implement some long-term goals over the course of the next five years? So over the next five years, I hope that the New Britain Recovers Initiative um, continues to grow and needs sustainable funding. If I had to pick the top goal, it would absolutely be for sustainable funding for the programs to keep our recovery care navigators in place, um, to continue to to grow on our data collection uh, efforts. Um, a lot of what we're doing right now is grant funded. And at some point, those grants are going to run out. <laughs> and there's only so many grants that you can continually apply for. So what do you like, do then? Well, what we did was we brought a lot of the support staff in-house in City Hall. So the city is subsidizing a lot of that cost right now, um, which, yes, we can occasionally offset with these grants. Um, so these people will still exist. However, some of the initiatives that we're doing might not. Uh, and so the goals over the next five years are to find, find stable funding for them. Mayor Stewart, I'm so happy I got the chance to speak with you this morning on Face Connecticut. Any final thoughts? 
you know, I just think that the work that we're doing with the New Britain Recovers Initiative is very unique, and it's something that I do believe could be replicated across the state. Um, it's a model that I hope other communities will take note of, and if they need help, we are here to assist, too. You can visit our website at www.nbrecovers.org, and you can read about all of the initiatives and everything that we're doing, um, and also donate. Real quick, do you ever hear from other cities or towns about this? Uh, we do, and I am actually co-chair uh, along with uh, Mayor Ben Blake uh, of the uh, Coalition for End Homelessness Mayors uh, group. So we oftentimes talk a lot about cross-community cross uh, help and how uh, we can help replicate models. So it is, it's promising. New Britain Mayor Aaron Stewart, I'm so thankful for your time this morning. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Morgan. Have a wonderful day. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.